0: Welcome to another episode of Let's Watch a B-Movie. Got a quick announcement for everybody. Today is day four, day five. It's what,
1: what? Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Day six.
0: This is day six of a journey that Nick Arcana, one Nick Arcana, from said Let's Watch a B-Movie podcast, a journey he's embarking on. And that journey is to slowly wane off of caffeine, which is America's drug of choice. Everybody we know, everybody listening, we all partake in caffeine some to high degrees some to degrees to where it's a problem they need to get off of it me being one of them myself but i've chosen to support nick and his journey and just pretend and to pretend my caffeine addiction does not exist as nick sits next to me doing well day six his eyes are twitching his hands are shaking i'm a little bit scared he looks like he's turning into something give us a report give us an update how do you feel on on day five or day six where are you at mentally give us some thoughts on your journey so far I
1: just, with all this going on, I just got one question for you. Yes. Have you been naughty?
0: No, Santa Claus, <clears throat> never. Not one day of the year. Now give me that box cutter. Good, you get a box cutter for oh, Christmas. Oh, man. Every kid's dream is just a box cutter. A so. bloody box cutter. No, Nonetheless, and you get to go downstairs and find your babysitter dead, hacked to pieces. Not hacked to pieces. Well, dead at least. Yeah, dead. And if you look out the window... Her boyfriend is broken into pieces with shattered glass all in his chest and ribcage area. Stomach
1: and and stuffs.
0: That glass fucked that man up.
1: That glass fucked that man up.
0: So that's not really an update, though, on the caffeine thing. So you're feeling all right, though? You gonna be okay? Probably not. All right, well, if Nick suddenly passes out during the podcast, the second half of the podcast is gonna be just ranting a lot to myself as I do in the shower sometimes. So I'm hoping we don't go down that route. But anything's possible with him being in stage one of caffeine free ish i say ish because he's still allowed us he's allowed a certain amount of caffeine every day and unfortunately that amount was used up early in the day so very now,
1: early like because <clears throat> what happened was i was going to work i was slightly tired so i grabbed a monster yep i drunk that monster Oof. your shoe looks untied um
0: these are the random observations of a caffeine-free man. <laughs> so.
1: so, and then halfway through the day, I picked, uh, I grabbed a, one of those S.A. Soda's. It's called S.A. It has Code Red, Whiteout, and Voltage all in, all mashed into one soda.
0: Holy shit! What kind of concoction is this?
1: Ask Mountain Dew. I don't really potentially like it, but if it gives me caffeine, I'll drink it. However, the issue is, then I thought to myself. I had a monster this morning. That has caffeine. Yep. So so I texted my wife. Hey, Amelia, does monster count as a soda? Ding.
0: Yes. Mm. Fuck. It's worse than a soda. Yeah. It's an energy drink. Yeah. (laughs) That's a lot more caffeine than a soda even. (laughs) Jesus. All right. So basically, you 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 had the right mindset on the way to work, want some caffeine, just got the monster. Mm Mm-hmm. And that basically used up your lot of caffeine for the day. Yes. And now, here's the thing, though. You should have been thinking, hey, I got work today. I got the podcast. Save the caffeine for the podcast. All right. Good decision. We're looking out for your job first, taking the caffeine in. But next time, man, you got to sparse it out. You got to do, here's what you got to do, man. Okay. If you give yourself a certain amount of caffeine, right, you got to find a relatively low caffeine drink in the beginning of the day, a relatively low one in the middle of the day. And that way you can kind of sparse it out to where it's like a consistent stream, but not all at once.
1: Or because I found this out the last time I tried this. This is like attempt number five. (laughs) I know that. That just makes this even worse for me. Attempt number five of me actually trying to cut out the caffeine. Uh, One thing I found out on my fourth attempt was that chocolate actually does have a little bit of caffeine in it. So when it gets colder, I will be drinking some hot chocolate every morning. (laughs)
0: okay there you go that's a good tip because a lot of caffeine people are coffee drinkers and making that switch from coffee to hot chocolate it's kind of in the same realms it'll feel the same but you get a lot less caffeine so
1: a lot less and then you know they'll get the shakes they'll get the uh temperaments because they haven't had their coffee then they'll get their eye twitchy the shit i already said the shakes Um, and and then very possibly the ax off the wall so they can go after the boss and the guy that he thinks is raping the girl he
0: likes. Well, you know, what happened to Billy can happen definitely through childhood trauma, but the other, the other possible motivation would be that Billy happened to quit caffeine a couple of days before Christmas Mm. and I went on this rampage. So I'm just saying, just got to watch yourself, but let's do this. We'll keep up with Nick on his journey each and every week. We'll get an update to see. How is he on the caffeine journey? Because if he successfully can do it, maybe I'll make a New Year's resolution for myself to do it in the year 2024. Uh, that's right. That means two years from now, I will make the resolution for it. So, uh, But that said, Merry Christmas. Yes, Merry Christmas. It's that time of the year. Once again, last week, of course, we hit you with uh, Christmas Horror Story. And now we're completing our Christmas seasonal movie reviews. With Silent Night, Deadly Night, and the whole theme here, of course, is that if you're naughty, then you, you're dead. You're, you're dead. Yeah, I mean, you know, some practices. Sometimes you hear the myth where you get a lump of coal, but it, and you know, then Krampus comes, grabs you, eats you, and turns you into a toy for the next child. There's that story, but then there's a story of the axe in the head for being naughty, or if you're nice. The, the bloody box cutter.
1: Yeah, bloody box cutter.
0: Hey, hey, I mean, listen, it's each their own. I think, you know, I'm cool with just a typical Christmas dinner, some uh, some stuffing, some mashed potatoes, maybe some roast beef. Silent Night, Deadly Night is the movie we're doing today. It's a movie that I'd seen a long time ago. Hadn't seen in a long time though, but watching it again today, it all came back to me and now I'm gonna we're going to talk about it. I think, Nick, this might have been the first time you've seen it.
1: Yep, first time I've seen it. And there's only one Person I actually recognize in this movie. Linnea Quigley.
0: <clears throat> God respect the Hustle. She's in some good movies. Night of the Demons. Even think about the zombie she turns into Return of the Dead.
1: Yeah, she... She Was she classified as the main zombie besides Tar Man? Yeah. She was?
0: Well, she's the only one that we have some kind of connection to because we've seen her in human form.
1: And then she somehow gets a really weird, like, raw mouth.
0: That scene where she comes... <laughs> Where she comes up on the cop, whatever.
1: Yeah, and her mouth is just wide-ass open. Like, what the
0: hell And it that? came out of nowhere. It was just so, man, great movie.
1: <laughs> but yeah, she's the only actress in this movie that I even sort of recognize, and I really didn't, because I thought she was the first woman at the very beginning.
0: See, I didn't look at the cast list beforehand, so I didn't know she was in the movie until you actually pointed out. And I've seen it before, but interesting. I, like I said, I'm guessing she's in a lot of movies that I haven't noticed her in. But now I think I'll probably be more conscious of Linnea quickly. That said, so uh, a big shout out to Tubi, who has all the Silent Night, Deadly Night movies. Yes, folks. There's about, what, five sequels? Five. And, five
1: and you sequels. get the remix
0: And the remake. Of course, there's always a remake.
1: I just don't know the remakes on Tubi.
0: Well, I'll say this, folks. I'll tell you guys ahead of time. The sequels, I was looking at the ratings on IMDb, and it's not like IMDb is like the be-all, end-all you know, uh, barometer of movies, but I think Part Two has about a three point six. Part Three is no better. Part Four is also in threes. I think one of the sequels maybe gets the, gets in the fours, but apparently the sequels go down the route of the Children of the Corn series, where they're all not worth a damn except the first one.
1: aww they're not they're not giving me like a very very small clip of uh, the only good part in the movie for. Oh wait, actually here it is. <laughs> Bad Ricky.
0: That was... Nick was showing me a clip from part two, apparently. Part two. Garbage and I, day. And it, it seems like a garbage movie. So that's pretty... Well,
1: part. it was garbage day, so...
0: Pretty apt to poe.
1: So I can easily tell you, because I've all... I haven't watched any sequels. I've only watched Kill Counts. All I know is part two is really only half a movie. The first half tells you the every the events of the first movie, which if you watch the first movie, that first half, you might as well just turn the damn movie off, because... Fuck, we're just getting a rehash of the first movie just through someone else's point of view.
0: <clears throat> okay.
1: And then then there's the later half where he goes on some kind of killing rampage with
0: You're talking about the brother.
1: Yes. The brother Ricky, not Billy. The third movie follows Ricky again, but he's played by Bill Mosley.
0: Make of that what you will. Fucking Bill Mosley. Fucking Bill Mosley. This guy is the new supernatural. <clears throat> on every single podcast, Bill Mosley's gotta make an appearance. Well, bullshit.
1: Well, then, are you ready to hear something else? You you know the movie Two Thousand One Maniacs, right? Yes. With Robert England? Yes. In the sequel, Field of Screams, they replaced Robert England with Bill Mosley.
0: You know, I think there's uh, there's too much Mosley happening here lately, so, <laughs> and you know we need we're not we're not making the Mosley of this podcast by. Including him so much. So,
1: and then part four was a cult movie. Make of that what you will. With insects,
0: but don't let's not confuse that with cult classic.
1: No, just no.
0: And a cult, yeah. I guess. Yeah.
1: And then the fifth movie goes back to Christmas, but still doesn't follow like the main story from the f- first three, of following Ricky or Billy.
0: All that to say, folks. If you're like me, I don't feel any inclination to watch the sequels.
1: Neither do I. I watch the kill counts. I'm fine.
0: Yep. There's always a kill count. So, all right, let's dive in to Silent Night, Deadly Night. So we start off with them visiting Grandpa. We meet a family in a car who's traveling to reach or traveling to meet Grandpa, who is uh, locked. Well, he's in a, he's just an old folks home, a
1: mental institution. Do you think that's what it is? It said Utah Mental Institution.
0: That's it, That's what it is. I'll <laughs> <laughs> explain it. Okay. Because Grandpa, from what I'm gathering, is basically catatonic and doesn't speak anymore. See. And we see that. They go see Grandpa. You know, the father and the mom try as best they can to communicate with Grandpa. And Grandpa clearly is not having it. He's looking straight ahead. Lost his own thoughts. Will not communicate with his own son. Bruh. Now. Or daughter. Yeah. And, but... That said, the, the nurse, the young nurse, really there to just figure out the billing and figure out, hey, how do we get our payment this month, I believe takes the mom and the dad into another room. With the baby. To discuss that they've raised the price and that they're going to be charging them more each month. Yes. Similar to Netflix. This is how this, uh, you need a nursing, you need a, you need a mental help. You need a mental help institution.
1: You are trying to tell me something?
0: Not, no, I'm saying it should, <laughs> it should be called, you need a help. <laughs> <laughs> Uh you remember from Return of the Dead, right? Yes. The place they worked at was you need a supplies. You need a they should have used that here, that's what I'm saying. Um anyways, yeah, so they go to a back room and for some reason they take the baby but they tell Billy the kid to stay sit there with grandpa. It, it,
1: it's so he can feel comfortable to get out of his shell.
0: By sitting with his catatonic grandpa who won't speak to anybody. Correct, except to Billy. These are the worst parents since home alone.
1: Because we find out Grandpa apparently
0: likes Billy enough to wake up. Not later than two seconds after they've exited, and it's just Billy and the Grandpa, the Grandpa wakes up. What the hell? He's cured. He looks over at Billy and he starts... Rambling off about Santa Claus coming to kill him. Now, Billy's a little kid, a very impressionable kid, so, you know, he's already a little bit uh, intimidated by Santa Claus, so the worst-case scenario is for Grandpa to fill his head with the idea that Santa Claus is a murderous villain who is going to kill him. And then goes back to a catatonic state. After Maybe without the caffeine, you shouldn't try to speak that fast. So. Uh,
1: and then goes back to a catatonic state after the parents come back.
0: Now, I want to call attention to one detail that I thought was... It was the first thing that made... Because at this point in the movie, it's only five minutes in. I'm already like, what the hell is going on? I, I At this point, I can't judge the quality of the movie. But there's one thing I like about this scene, how it's written. The grandpa asks Billy, like... um, you know, have you been have you been naughty? And no, 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 no. He says, Have you been he says, have you been good? So he asks Billy basically, have you been good? And Billy, like most kids, would be like, Yes, Grandpa, I've been good. But Billy's just like, Nope. <laughs> Billy is like super honest about like him just not having been good. And that leaves Grandpa telling him that he's gonna get killed. He says, if you see Santa Claus, you better, you better run. run. So they come out the room and yeah, Grandpa slips back into uh, whatever his mental state was previously, which begs the question, because the movie doesn't really spell it out, but my thought was maybe Billy was imagining this. Billy has quite the imagination, so perhaps, maybe, he dreamed up Grandpa uh, warning about Santa Claus because I can't figure out why Grandpa would, would rant to him and then go back to... Ken- or K-
1: Grandpa just does not want to speak
0: to uh, son and daughter. And so it acts like this, or anyone, because apparently when he's in this home, he doesn't talk to anybody.
1: Which is funny because it, they said they moved him in there before their arrival. Question I got because he wasn't in a wheelchair. No, he was in a regular seat. So does that mean he does get up and walk around? I think so. How catatonic does this man? Do you need to be before you just stop having mental? mental functions at all
0: let's say he's completely insane oh yay and that explains him ranting to billy
1: sounds about five
0: that that okay i can buy that if he's not insane and he's consciously chosen to rant to billy maybe maybe the grandpa had a bad experience with santa himself because he seems pretty worried about santa claus
1: yeah well and meanwhile we get santa claus going into a store
0: yeah he's there to get a slim jim a pack of cigarettes get some gas
1: and 31 bucks
0: and 31 bucks. He's trying to stick up the clerk, whatever money's in the register, hand it over. And he's probably going to go buy some alcohol with it. But fortunately, the store clerk thinks he's, uh, thinks he's wide Earp and immediately goes for the gun beneath the counter. But he does it way too slow and way too obvious. You are not that dynamic with the gun, sir. You should stick to being a store clerk. And now because of your, your silliness, you get shot by Santa Claus. So
1: there's two things I have an issue with, with the, when it comes to this scene, actually. The first one is you, you. he sees the gun right in his damn face. Yep. What makes him think that this guy, because you can tell by the, guy, the way the guy's holding the gun, he's not shaking. Nope. He's, he, there's nothing wrong with this guy mentally at all. Something
0: tells me he's... And he's not really even that pissed. Something tells me he's killed before, though.
1: <clears throat> exactly. So at that point... I'd be giving him the, because we also don't see the guy's face. So, since you don't see the guy's face, yeah, I'm going to give you the money. I'm not going to risk my life. I mean, granted, you shoot me, you shoot me, but I'm not about to give you the reason.
0: Yeah, he made a decision in his brain at that moment to go for the gun and put his life at severe risk. My bigger problem, even more egregious, this store clerk, he knows how much damn money is in the register. He knows that register has $31 (laughs) in it. He's, he just got himself killed to protect $31? Yep. It wasn't like this $500 in the register. you mm. gonna be like, okay, well, I'm going to go for my gun to protect the $500. He got him with $31. Another another thing I have an issue with
1: with this scene is the store clerk actually aims the gun right at him while, while Santa Claus was not looking. He had time to shoot. He doesn't. He just gets shot two more times.
0: When he's on the ground? Yeah. When you're on the ground... Yeah, if you're going to go for the gun again, at that point, he shot him, but it wasn't really a kill shot. He's on the ground, but the guy's going to take the $31 and leave, and the cops come. You go to the hospital. You might be out of the hospital the next day. Mm-hmm. Instead, you're like, he's so determined to like, I'm going to still get you. You're not getting my <laughs> $31. Motherf- like, yeah, of course the dude has to shoot you. Then that was, now Santa Claus is acting in self-defense. <laughs> he's shooting at him. He's like, oh, well, damn, I didn't want to kill you, but shit. Well, as bad as, like I said, the clerk actually had a enough time to pull the trigger on the guy he actually could have killed him he was incompetent yeah but my thing is santa claus did not go in there to kill him he went there to retrieve whatever was in the register and then go about go about his business th- everything that happened in that store was just the store clerk being overly uh, aggressive and stupid and getting himself killed but whatever happened, at this point i don't blame santa claus yet <laughs>
1: But what happens on the road is completely Santa Claus's fault.
0: Now, if I was going to think that this Santa Claus wasn't such a bad guy, that's all about to go in the shitter with this next scene because we have Billy and his family traveling back from having seen Grandpa. Billy's in the backseat traumatized from what Grandpa told him. The parents actually seem very normal. They actually believe, like, when Billy says the Grandpa said something, the mom's mm-hmm. like, could he have done it? And then and the father's like, or the father's like, could he have done it? Could a Grandpa have said that? And the mom's like... Yeah, I think Billy's probably Billy wouldn't lie to us. They're actually pretty reasonably, like, believing him. I thought they would be like, shut up, Billy, you're being stupid. But they actually believe him that Grandpa said that. But either way, we cut to a little bit later on in the night. They're driving down this lonely, dark road. Um, the mom is waking up from a nap. Billy's sleeping in the back. They wake up. They all wake up slowly and see a car broken down the side of the road. Now, Nick, of course, we having seen countless movies such as The Hitcher, we know that... Don't do it! Keep driving. You know, the protocol is to... Uh, you know, you can you can honk your horn. You can pull your window down and say something as you drive by, but you, you drive by. You don't stop your car to help anybody on a dark road. a Dark road, country road at night. You do not stop your car. This is a horror movie. This is horror movie. This is common sense slash horror movie 101. It's not even horror movie knowledge. Yeah, remember, don't do it. Yeah, but... They're like, "Hey, look at Santa! He must be coming from a party." Billy's freaking out in the backseat. <clears throat> Billy's like, "This is the worst! My worst nightmare come true." Grandpa warned me, and now we see Santa Claus. And, and Santa Claus kills Daddy. Santa Claus right on cue. Tries to rape Mommy. Shoots Daddy, Tries to rape Mommy, but then it seems like in the middle of trying to rape her, just changes his mind and says, "I'm gonna slitter throw instead."
1: Yeah, like I said, it kind of annoys me because at the very, because the guy's just sitting there.
0: Rips off her shirt. You got care- to be careful how you say this. <laughs> rips off her it's shirt. Like, it's, it's not like you're about to say, like, it annoys me they didn't rape her. <laughs> like, no, it, that part <laughs> didn't annoy me. What annoys me
1: is the way this was shot didn't make me think, oh, he's trying to rape her. It made me think he ripped off her shirt just to slit her throat. It's like, you could have done that without ripping off her shirt. Did we really need this much of a gratuitous
0: nudity? See, I couldn't tell if he was trying to rape her or not because- it looked like he was going towards that by taking her clothes off, but then also it seemed like maybe he heard a cop siren in the background or that she was fighting back, and then he was like, The hell with this? I'm just going to sell her throat. I thought it was almost kind of comical that how quickly Billy jumps out the backseat and runs in the woods, though. <laughs> He's Billy,
1: like, Fuck this shit, I'm out.
0: Billy gave no fucks about his mom and his little brother. He's like,
1: well, What I'm could he here? have done?
0: Huh? What could he have done? I, I don't think. It's not obvious to me that Santa was going to kill Billy, too. Maybe. I mean, obviously, he killed, well, he, he killed the parents, but...
1: He left the baby alone.
0: Yeah, so it's not obvious to me that he's going to, like, come here, little cat, I'm going to slit your throat. Although, he does look for Billy in the woods a little bit. He's like, where are you at, you little shit? That kind of well,
1: he's probably not really worried about Ricky, which is the baby, mainly because Ricky can't talk. Ricky's not going to remember it. Ricky hasn't even seen his face.
0: Even Michael Myers won't kill a baby. Yeah, so. Billy, on the other hand, has seen his face. He's not going to pick him out in a lineup, though.
1: Well, no. no but do you really want to test that theory if you
0: were this guy okay my thing is billy hides behind like three little tree shr- tree shrubs that anybody could look and see this is where billy's hiding but the dude is like where are you at little shit where are you at it's like there's only one spot billy could be hiding where he can see you it's just, just silly but anyways this is all to paint the picture of Billy's traumatic childhood. I mean, his parents got killed by Santa Claus. So. And he gets abused by Mother Superior. Who was Mother Superior, you ask? Well, hold on. Let me phrase that prop- differently. Who is Mother Superior? A bitch. And a nun.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. I- I'm going to hell now for calling a nun a bitch, aren't I?
0: No. She's no. not. She may be a nun in, in uh, occupation, but her actions are not of a nun. Her actions are of a Demon.
1: yeah uh, that is definitely thrown out there when she you see her feet into the frame and all of a sudden villain music plays dun, when, dun, 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 dun. when billy is watching two people have sex
0: well not that but she then whips the people with a belt and you can hear the girl screaming help me it's like damn hey, we'll never see those two again once she whips them with a belt she does get into a territory of like okay Whatever this is, this is not appropriate. She's not their parents. You don't get to, as a, the nun, get to whip the kids like that. And by the way, those were like adults. Yeah. Like, those weren't kids. I mean, those were like at least teens. I mean, I would think so. They're having sex. But yeah, I would hope so. But
1: uh, I hope so, too, because there's more <laughs> gratuitous nudity for this scene.
0: Yeah, them getting whipped is weird. I should mention there's a good mm. nun and a bad nun. We have a Mother Superior, and then we have Sister Margaret. Now... They're playing kind of good cop, bad cop with Billy because Mother Superior is clearly the demonic, disciplining force who is a dictator over this whole place. And and spanks everybody. Sister Margaret is there. You could tell she's a little more sympathetic with Billy. She's trying to help him out. Although, there's one awkward thing where she tells Billy to go outside and play with the kids, and then... Knowing full well he's already in trouble. Yeah, and then Mother Superior comes out. He's like, Billy you left your room, you're in trouble. He gets locked to his bed, tapped his bed, I'm like... After spanked. I was like, he was in his room doing what you told him and Sister Margaret came <laughs> in and told him to leave the room.
1: And like, Sister Margaret right. even tried to tell her, hey, I told him to come out here. And she goes, shove it.
0: Shove yeah. It and, now, and now as we talk about it, I gotta say, I can see where theoretically Mother Superior is the actual villain in this movie. <laughs> she actually is. I mean, because actually, when you think about it, it's hard to hold, it's going to be hard to hold Billy accountable with full responsibility, seeing this messed up childhood with Mother Superior, who then forces him to go sit on Santa Claus's lap. Which he punches. He punches the shit out of him. That looked like like Jason takes men out, like him knocking <laughs> Julius' head off the roof. What? How Were you surprised little... by the velocity and force yeah, of that punch? Seriously, how
1: did a little kid just get that much velocity to knock a grown man, <laughs> not just down, but in the air?
0: Man, listen, I thought how that scene was going to go. Like, I thought Billy was going to do something. I thought he was gonna, like scratch his eyes or something, right? Like <laughs> some little kid thing. This man like swung a left hook, and Santa Claus flew out of Claus sheriff's like, Santa Claus was like, what the hell is wrong with that kid? <laughs> Damn. Like, I think he's been possessed. I don't think a little kid should be able to knock you down like that. But maybe they were projecting how big and strong Billy was going to grow up to be. Because... Next time you see him, he's 18, and he's got muscles. Yes, but... Instead of entering any kind of bodybuilding competition, he has to get a job at a local store. A toy and, store. Sister Margaret has been going all around town trying to get this man a job, right? Stopped everywhere she goes. They're like, no, we don't need help. But the local toy store, um, thankfully, sees and as, hey, he can clearly carry some boxes and do some labor for us. Yep. So Billy's got a job. Yep. Now here, here
1: is the, the kicker with with uh this being a toy store Christmas is going to be a huge deal there why get someone who's traumatized by christmas a job at a toy store
0: <clears throat> i think that that is very true i do think some of the liability here is on sister margaret for getting them a job at a toy store and not properly warning not properly warning the other employees <laughs> that Billy during Christmas time probably needs to be treated with kid gloves.
1: Or better yet, don't have him work during Christmas time.
0: He wouldn't get that extra Christmas pay though. Fuck that! Look, the man needs money. That's what he's working for. So. Well, he's gonna get it. He's gonna he's he's gonna need money for lawyer fees. All right,
1: He's gonna kill somebody. <laughs> no, he's gonna he's gonna get it because he's gonna kill everybody and then go through the damn registers.
0: Hey, I should mention that. So we're about a half an hour of the movie and this is the third we already got the third actor playing billy because we had a little little kid billy we had three years later in the orphanage billy and now we got teenage billy see three actors it would have been i know there's no way to go from kid to teen but it'd be nice to have just one child actor and then one adult actor but eh, that's
1: okay. Now um, you're
0: speaking blasphemy sir so this part of the movie, the next like 10 minutes, is very interesting because...
1: We get our work montage.
0: Yeah, this is like not like any slasher movie I've seen because we get like a Billy adjusting to normal life. Apparently, there's a three-month sc- um, time jump to, from when he gets the job into Christmas time. Wait a minute.
1: Is this a slasher
0: movie? You wouldn't know it by this montage, which feels like a, a montage from a Rocky movie or like a really feel-good happy christmas movie I, thought this, I found myself like snapping my fingers and jing along and I, on the warm door on the warm side of the door
1: i thought this movie was about a guy trying to beat his trauma his childhood trauma that's slowly and utterly destroying his mental state
0: This is, like, so unique for a slasher movie. What the fuck is wrong with you? What are you talking about? Why do you like music like this? It's so happy-go-lucky. This makes me feel like drinking hot cocoa on Christmas morning. This even makes me want to
1: turn this off and listen
0: to 12 by,
1: by uh, Insane Clown Posset.
0: Oh, God. <laughs> listen, I'm all about the 80s montage. And this music is made to put a smile on my face. Now, what's funny is, during this scene... We're seeing Billy having the time of his life. He's becoming a normal teenager. He's enjoying life. The classic moment where his... By co- law, he's an adult. He's 18. What poor Billy doesn't know is that, unfortunately, Christmas is right around the corner. He does know that. But his boss, Mr. Sims, asked him to dress as Santa Claus. <sighs> and this will be the downfall of Billy the Kid because, hey, the man-, man...
1: You said Billy the Kid. Western killer, along with a Santa Claus killer.
0: Yeah, I think okay. so. Um, they should have got a movie of his to play the. <sighs> um, Probably wouldn't have been as good. Yeah, so um, Billy has certain triggers, and of course, the big one is Santa Claus. So, him dressed as Santa Claus, we get a funny scene where the kids are uh, on his lap, basically, <laughs> and he, oh. can't, he can't get the kid to be quiet, so he's basically like, you know, if you're naughty, I'm gonna have to kill you. And the kid gets quiet and the, the parents are like, he's so good with the kids. They just like his muscles. I got to say, for not being a comedy, some of the lines are, actually do make me laugh in this movie. There's some nice dark humor here.
1: So this is also where the movie starts doing something where me and you figure it's where, because we're watching an unrated cut. But the quality of the filming goes down every now and then.
0: Yeah, you feel like you're watching a movie, but then for a moment you feel like you're watching the Blair Witch Project or a handheld cam type movie, found, yeah. fu- found footage.
1: Yeah, so I'm, so we're figuring that, they, uh, that these are scenes that were not in the original theatrical cut, which I'm now glad I don't have to watch the theatrical cut because that would have made no sense with at least one of these kills that we'll get to when we get to it.
0: Anytime you can get an unrated version, you get the... The more gore kills, it's always a plus with these yeah,
1: movies. Yeah, but the but uh one kill literally would have cut to him jumping out and decapitating someone to his friend screaming instead of us seeing what the friend is seeing. That's true. Because if you notice the quality there, it, the whole thing from the time he cuts to us actually seeing the body is all low quality.
0: Wait. So, so wait. So let's let's take a step back. So okay. So, um, quality aside, basically, let's talk about what triggers Billy.
1: Santa Claus. Oh, wait, his girlfriend.
0: Well, they're, they're having this big old party, this party, which, you know, my, my job is never close the doors like, all right, time to get shit-faced, but... Oh, that's because okay. you work for Geico. You've already sold your soul, bud. That's gonna have to be edited out for okay, sure. Okay, fine. Um,
1: I got some. That's
0: because you work for Gecko. You sold your soul, bud. Could have said you worked for an insurance company. Okay, fine. All that's gonna be edited out. I don't want to tell anybody where I work, anyway. So, well, you work for an insurance company, so you already told us bud. Even that is gone. <laughs> Let's not talk about employment. All right. Um, all right. Anyways, so anyways,
1: actually, so you're evil since you work for an insurance company. Oh my company. god.
0: So um,
1: jigsaw definitely coming for you.
0: You serving people Subway? That was evil. All right. Should have uh, referred them to Quiznos. Well, especially
1: asshole. since damn, uh, we find out the tuna is actually not tuna. Ugh.
0: Oh. Yeah, after I've been eating the tuna sandwich my whole life. It's the only one I, only one I like there, so. All right, all right, well, all right. You this, better
1: hope the roast beef comes back.
0: This podcast is going long. Let's get focused. We already have 45 minutes. I'm trying to get the categories like the next 50 minutes. Or, like at the beginning of the movie. Holy <laughs> fuck. I don't want to No,
1: we're at the first kill.
0: Almost. So anyways, it's a Christmas party. And the boss makes a mistake of giving young Billy his first sip of that devil's juice called alcohol.
1: Devil's juice. I'm just trying to. Was it ever called that?
0: I I don't. I think it should be called that. That's all I'm saying. It's the devil's juice. All right. Like the devil's candy. Now, the point is.
1: What's devil's candy?
0: Almond joy. (laughs) Yeah, definitely almond joy. So anyways, what says off Billy? You say Santa Claus. I say the liquor. You say the liquor. Because all his life he hasn't drank, so it's right there. It's not spelled out, but he starts acting crazy.
1: He had one drink.
0: We cut to the end of the party. We don't know how much he's drank, but I'm assuming one we'll drink.
1: He's drunk enough to be able to lift a guy in the freaking air.
0: So let's talk about this because his his would-be girlfriend and another coworker. they go in a back room and they start messing around and they're kissing, so it feels like they're almost like a couple – But then, as Billy goes there, the guy starts to rape the girl, or at least he's seeing the guy rape the girl. Now, our contention is that maybe this is Billy again. If I projected that maybe he was uh, imagining the grandpa saying what he said, maybe he's imagining, as you think also, maybe he's imagining this rape scene.
1: Well, especially since of what actually ended up happening to his mother.
0: Or what almost happened to his mother. So either he's imagining it, or like somehow exactly what happened to his mom is happening to this girl
1: yeah very big coincidence but granted it still could have happened but her reaction after he kills him after he, no after sense. he
0: theoretically from what we're seeing it looks like he saves her from a rape but her reaction is just like you asshole you're weird i'm like what he didn't he just save you from getting raped i don't understand well now she, now she's not gonna be safe from being gutted like a fish if she was grateful at all if she was a little bit nicer at that point maybe doesn't as you said gutter like a fish
1: yeah.
0: And that was an unrated gutting. Yeah. It looked pretty, pretty sick.
1: It looked pretty gruesome. And yeah. of course, our would be final girl had she had the correct response breasts.
0: Yeah. Um, Gratuity. So Billy now he's full steam ahead. He kills the, the owner of the store. Yep. With a hammer. Yep. And then the other woman in the store. Would Actually, we has a we have a, a pretty decent chase scene sort of here where the lights go out and he's chased her throughout the store. and She hits him over the head with a bunch of boxes. And he kills her with a bow and arrow? Yep. In well, the toy store?
1: Yeah, why does a toy store have real weapons? <laughs>
0: a real bow and arrow.
1: Uh, I'm fine with the axe to the extent of if they needed to get out and they couldn't use the door, the axe would come in handy. But why would they have a real arrow... And a toy store for kids.
0: It's almost better that Billy used this because otherwise this is going to be sold to some nine-year-old who'd go home and shoot his parents with a bow and arrow. Fair. I'm not cleaning my room tonight, Mom. <laughs> so now Billy's out the store and out in the town. Where he first goes to Linnea Quigley's house. Linnea Quigley. Something about Linnea Quigley. Maybe he has some crush on Linnea Quigley or something.
1: No, he smelled the sacks. <coughs>
0: Yeah, they're having sex on a pool table with, while babysitting, a young girl upstairs sleeping.
1: And she almost comes down.
0: And they tell her to go back because... um, Santa
1: Claus won't come if she's awake.
0: In which the guy, again, there's some funny lines. The guy's like, and neither will we.
1: (laughs) 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 Or better yet, you hear the jingling. She goes, ah, the cat needs to come in. How do you know it's the cat? Because of the bells...
0: This movie's gonna make a good use of this whole jingling thing because well, in of. all the future scenes we're gonna like hear that jingling in the background and know that that's the cat call of Billy the Santa Claus.
1: Yeah. So she lets in the cat when all of a sudden Billy shows up. He breaks through the damn door
0: like Jason Voorhees in that motherfucker.
1: Actually, more like um, Jack Nicholson.
0: That's true. Because that, he used an axe. That was definitely a callback to Jack Nicholson. this is this is before that though. That's your point. No, no. Actually, this is after it. No, this is definitely after it. Yeah, I think The Shining might have been, what, 70s? This is 80s. The Shining.
1: Well, yeah, this is still, The Shining actually is still before by four years. It's 1980.
0: Whoever made this movie, I've been thinking since I've seen it that he's definitely a horror movie fan because – Billy's whole background feels like a combination of like Norman Bates and Michael Myers and stuff. So a uh, shining reference here is right in line with him like giving all these uh, homages to horror movies. And
1: then so. he gives her a few extra piercings in her abdomen and back and in her intestines. She has
0: a decent chance to get away with it. The problem is he lifts her up and she happens to, there happens to be a deer head on the wall. Yep. With and big sh- horns.
1: Yep. And she shoves Linnea Quigley threw the deer horns.
0: Well, hey, Linnea Quigley, you were here for a moment. We'll see you in some other movies, but you gotta go here.
1: Yeah, well here comes an actual here comes an actual fight scene. Most horror mo- horror movies, especially slashers, don't have this. Where Tommy wins the fight first round.
0: Tommy the boyfriend.
1: Yes. He wins the fight the
0: first round. He you know, I thought that Billy would just pop up, kill him real quick, and move on, but They do a good job. They make this pretty realistic about how a fight would probably actually go.
1: So here's the only issue. Here's another. Here's the only issue I have with this fight scene, though. So the whole time we noticed when Billy walks, he has the jingling of the foot because of the jingle bells on his feet. Yes. The problem I got is when all of a sudden he jumps Tommy, we never heard a single jingle. Ah. Single jingle.
0: (laughs) Um, It's a little bit nitpicky, but I see what you're saying.
1: It's still, it's kind of like, what? Did he take the jingle balls off before he jumped Tommy and then put them back on later? Maybe. Yeah.
0: I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to say so.
1: <laughs> it's the only thing that makes sense on why we didn't hear no, a single jingle.
0: I think it is. They just forgot to put the, jingle, the jingling back on.
1: Or they didn't do it because they know Tommy would have turned back around with that damn fireplace poker and whacked him in the head again. True. Tommy could have won this fight had they
0: kept the jingles. I love what happens to Tommy because Tommy gets thrown through the window and I've seen 11 Jason movies where the character gets thrown through the window, lands on the ground, and they just show them on the ground. Tommy, when he lands on the ground, he's fucked up by the glass. Oh
1: yeah, that glass is all
0: over him. And I usually still see that in horror movies. Now that attention to detail I like. That's what makes it for, that turns turns into an original kill actually.
1: Well, let's go ahead. I think the next one was the uh, two sledders.
0: The sledders, man. I just like this whole setup because this actually again gives you the Christmas feel. You got two kids sledding; they're having their sidebar conversation, sidebar conversation, and then the bullies come out to take the sleds, and that's how things were. So,
1: and then, and of course, you're hearing the jingling the entire time, which no one's really paying attention to
0: because most you can see them a little when they hear it; they're a little bit scared of what's down there, but they still kind of ignore it.
1: Yeah, mainly because how many, how much you want to bet? Some of those trees probably someone went around there and put jingle bells on them. Yeah, because I saw that I actually. While driving back home one day, I saw Christmas ornaments on pine trees off
0: the highway. Wow. So that's a bit much. Yeah. Anyway. The first bully. Why can't we do this for Halloween? I don't know. That'd be cool. The first bully successfully sleds down the hill. Whee! Has a fun sledding whatever. Second bully. The one we really don't like. Gets his head chopped off. So sled comes all the way down. Decapitated. And the head rolls down so, behind. And you.
1: this is where I said the theatrical cut would have been a little bit jarring because if you know, if you pay attention to the low quality, high quality, you see that most of the time until this point, a lot of the low quality only gives you a little extra gore, right? Nothing to, not, nothing that you would not understand what's going on, right? Whereas in this one, what you see in high quality is the axe coming down, cuts the and hits the guy. And then all of a sudden, the fringe starts screaming. Mm. What we don't see is, in low quality, is this head is gone.
0: Okay. I think that uh, the way this scene is done now, I think well, we'll get to it. But I think this is just like a really fun scene, though. And the end result, there's such a good payoff with the head rolling down, the decapitated head. But let's move on.
1: Yeah, let's move on because we got Sister Margaret on the out at a, a cop station. When did Sister Margaret get there?
0: Well, she went to the store and found dead bodies. And from there, I'm guessing she went to the police. And they kind of come to the conclusion that, hey, Billy's heading back to that orphanage. And they're like, hey, let's... And they call the orphanage, but some kid is calling 900 hotlines and leaves the phone off calling one 800 on this orphanage. And and then
1: we we get to meet Barnes, who, unfortunately for him shoots someone he thinks is Billy, but instead come to find out it was what, Father Thomas?
0: Yeah, it was somebody else who was gonna basically drop the Passana.
1: And the and the reason and even though Barnes said freeze and the guy didn't, so he assumed that's you know, he was just giving the orders shoot if necessary. Right. Felt like it was necessary. And then for come to find out the father was deaf.
0: They should just call Barnes Officer Hawkins. <laughs>
1: Yeah, problem is this Barnes actually is a little bit better than the, that op, Officer Hopkins.
0: Than the Halloween Hawkins. Um, all right, well, we might as well get at the end now. Basically, if anybody's curious about how this wraps up, I feel like there's a miss here because...
1: The nun didn't get her, come up, her comeuppance.
0: I think what the audience wants is Billy to take uh, Mother Superior, and line her up right in front of him, and put an axe right in her head.
1: But we don't get that. Instead, Billy gets shot, which I do want to mention, the cop's stance is the same stance I had to learn when I was in the military. So, nice little attention to detail with that. Okay. And then Ricky looks at the superior and says, naughty.
0: And we get that classic uh, twist ending with the villainous music as we get the freeze frame and the cut of the credits, letting us know that there will be a sequel that nobody should watch.
1: Exactly. So... Categories. Best
0: performance. You know?
1: Linaya Quigley. No. Oh, you want a
0: serious answer? I'll, I'll, okay. give, I'll give an answer first. <laughs> My best performance, man. The, I mean, the easy choice is Billy, adult Billy, but once he's Santa Claus, he really doesn't do much acting wise. I gotta go. I mean, listen, the only likable character is Sister Margaret. Mm. So I'm just gotta go with her because she's the only one that actually has a character like a real thing going. You could say her or you could say Mother Superior, I feel like. But I'm a lean Sister Margaret. Is that her name? Yeah. Sister Margaret, because I feel like she's the only one that you actually come to like in the movie.
1: So I'm giving it uh, seriously to Mother Superior just because she played perfectly of an extremely hated woman, villainous woman, almost demonic, to the point where you believe that this woman... Even in her own twisted sense, still felt like she was doing right.
0: I'll admit this, even though I didn't give her best performance, it did feel like she almost was too good of an actress for this kind of movie. Felt like she should be like, like acting opposite Meryl Streep, which is high praise. But yeah, maybe it's just my actual dislike and hate of, and means she did a good job. My hate of Mother Superior that's make, making me not give her best performance. But maybe that means she did a good job though.
1: Hmm. Worst performance.
0: Oh man, this I'm, one's a tough one
1: I'm giving it to Grandpa I
0: mean, No I'm
1: giving it to Grandpa because
0: Grandpa was he, crazy
1: I didn't really give two shits about what he was saying What? He he literally was just like, I was like, I was like
0: Damn man if I didn't have subtitles I wouldn't have known what you were saying He put in his head that basically if you're naughty then Santa's gonna kill you That's the whole story of the movie I still give it to Grandpa Okay, I'm gonna give it to Billy number two. You yeah, got Billy number one the The middle Billy? Middle Billy was cringe. Now, maybe because I, I just hate child actors. So I always so rate child actors. You're not giving nervous. it to the youngest one? No, nah, he was kind of cool though. <laughs> he was because like, he's like, fuck this shit, I'm out. <laughs> who, who tells his mom? He tells his mom, Mom, you shouldn't say that about grandpa. You're naughty. Santa's even, gonna kill you. Even though
1: earlier in that, he said, Why are we even visiting him?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't the, the way that the young, young Billy was acting, it kind of just felt like, okay, this is going to be like a cheesy movie. But middle Billy, I don't know. I just didn't sympathize with him or anything. I just felt like he was overacting. And that's okay. He's a child actor. All right. best scene. I, you know, it's tough. The two scenes that come to mind are the scene with Linnea Quigley and, and then the fight with Tommy. But for me, man, if I go back on YouTube and I'm going to show someone like a, the movie, I think just that sledding scene is like a nice, tightly self-contained... Nobody has to even, like, know what the movie's about, and you can watch that scene and be like, oh, killer Santa Claus. Sledding scene for me. To
1: mm, be honest, I have to give it with a sledding scene, too, just because of that one little misstep with the jingles not jingling in the Tommy fight scene. hmm You know, there's so many ways they could have still kept that. Yeah, Tommy would have known Tom, that uh, Billy was there, but still giving it away because Billy was obviously still stronger than Tommy.
0: Wait, so, wait, I'm, I'm going to change mine. Montage, 100% <laughs> montage. Yes. It's like that damn song. That montage. No, that whole scene is so, that's that's like 80s personified cheese, baby. 80s cheese, yes. Get, give you get, 80s. Inject me with that cheese. Oh, yeah?
1: Here's real 80s cheese. Worst perform, performance.
0: <laughs> no.
1: Here's real 80s cheese. Worst scene. For me, it's the montage scene. Just because you how, like
0: it so much. How dare you? The disrespect of the montage, that montage is what 80s movies are made of. Just because um, you like it so much. You know what? The whole uh, one complaint about the movie, I do feel like the childhood stuff goes a little bit long. And the whole thing in the orphanage with him being tied to the bed and all that, I, I just would have... You,
1: you did notice that he, if he really wanted to, he could have just stopped struggling, left his arm back, and just slipped right through <laughs>
0: Yeah, maybe that's the reason why I hate middle Billy, too. Just that whole orphanage scene set up. I feel like we already got the reason why he's traumatized. You could have had him, um, you know, do the Santa's lap thing, but him tied the bed and all that, I just felt like that was a waste of time at that point. Okay, what would you want to explore more? Motherfucking Grandpa. I need to know, (laughs) how did Grandpa get like that? Was was Billy imagining that or did Grandpa really come out of his catatonic state simply to destroy his grandson's whole life and future? I thought at the end of the movie, I thought that there would be something where Billy somehow goes back to kill Grandpa or visit Grandpa. It's only 10 years later, so maybe Grandpa theoretically could still be alive. I thought there'd be a bigger payoff with Grandpa, but Grandpa's never seen again, so we never understand, like, was this old man just, like, that sadistic to destroy his grand grandson's life? So know. for me, what I want to explore more is actually,
1: to be honest with you, would be our protagonist, the cops, because, yeah, this is Billy's story, but at the same time, we still don't really, didn't even really meet the cops, or even know that the cops were on this case, until almost the almost the climax and come to find out they've been on it since the damn store murders that leaves what three, four murders that we did not really get to watch.
0: You saw them give the false thing where they almost killed the dad.
1: Yeah. But that's Um, about it. That's
0: you made a point earlier. I think off, 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 off record, basically, you made a point when uh, we were talking earlier that the, um, well, you made the point, that the cops felt actually pretty competent mm-hmm. and didn't feel like your typical, the cops are here to screw things up and just be useless.
1: Yeah, so it makes me wonder, like, maybe, in, at the very least, follow Barnes, since he had a little bit more pivotal role at the end there. Maybe follow him a little bit of actually investigating everything that's going on. Him being yeah. kind of the lead investigator, with mm-hmm. him leading to him doing that uh, accidental shooting. Well, not really accidental shooting, but mistaken identity shooting
0: well this is where i feel like the movie spent too much time in childhood because once you get to the adult stage you kind of got to rush through things a little bit because you've spent the first half an hour you got like an hour and a half you waste the first not wasted but you spent the whole first half hour in his childhood so the adult stuff moves pretty quick and you lose some character stuff probably
1: anyway so what so my final thoughts okay let me limber up for this For final thoughts, you know the it, it's acted in the way of any kind of generic slasher movie. For the most part, you're not really. It's acted in a sense that you feel like you're not really supposed to care, give a shit about these characters. Even though Billy, you definitely care about wanting to see how this journey ends. Even though he turns into a maniacal serial killer, then you also, or I guess technically would be classified as a mass murder, so it all happens in one night, not throughout a period of days. But either way, so then you got uh, wondering if the real villain, which you would see in the Mother Superior, you're wondering if she's going to get any kind of re- either redemption on her, or are we going to find a reason why she did all that, and come to find out she just doesn't know psychology. <clears throat> and then the kills, they're actually, they're actually pretty damn good, even though most of them, something tells me it wasn't as good in the theatrical cut.
0: The setup, though, is always nice, though. The,
1: setup, the setups were nice. It was neat to see certain things. Like I said, the Tommy fight is actually pretty neat because most of the time, the killer kills them in five seconds of anyone who tries to fight back. Then you also got the score of it. But anyway, the uh, the score of it is definitely something that works well for this movie, minus one song. Vic.
0: Um that is crazy. People love that song. I love that song. I got it on my iPod my right now. So.
1: And with all that said and done, I'm actually giving this movie a 3. Wow, It's definitely a fun watch. I'll, probably, I'll most likely be watching it again. It's, it's not a downer, but it's not really meant to be a fun watch as well. So, make of that what you will. If you like these kind of movies, you'll enjoy it. If you don't, well, watch it anyway.
0: Uh, so I'll say this. I think the movie definitely was better than I remembered when I first saw it. I remember thinking that was kind of fun, but I didn't really get all the details that I got this time around this time around. I noticed the dark humor. I noticed little lines and comments that actually are funny. Um, I noticed how much of a, a fan of horror movies, the creator was because there's so many nods and references. And then Quigley. I, the fact that she's in it makes it's like a horror reference a horror nod in itself in a weird way. Um, that said the problems I have are mostly just pacing wise story wise I feel like the beginning could have been tightened up a little bit could have left out a few scenes at the beginning I feel like Billy dies at the end and mother, uh, mother spirit doesn't really get her come up in so there's a lot left on the table there and if there was like a direct sequel with Billy I feel like there's pretty much more potential with Billy you don't only get like a full scope of his character because he dies at the end and everything was kind of rushed at the end Um, that said good Christmas related horror movies are few and far between and if you're into horror movies every Christmas this should be on your watch list because this does tie together Christmas Santa Claus and all your slasher things that you like into one package Um, I'm going to say two and a half stars though (gasps) because I feel three stars is too strong I say two and a half stars because I don't think everybody would like this movie I think you have to like slashers and I feel like you have to hate Christmas. You have to hate Christmas. There's a there was a dark sense of humor. This is not a, a fun Christmas movie by any stretch. And yeah, I mean, pacing-wise, there's some issues. The acting all around is mostly bad for the most part. Um, there's a few good performances. Um, just the setup was good that I wanted, I, I wanted a little bit more. With a little bit more, maybe an extra 15 minutes, more at the end, I'm down with three stars, but I'm gonna go two and a half, which Hey, it still means I'm recommending it. And Nick giving three stars means that's, that's crazy. Cause he's usually pretty nihilistic about his reviews. So, um, anyway,
1: probably lack of caffeine.
0: Anyway. So that said next week, we're bringing you a movie that I've never seen before. And I don't know what's about it. And then apparently it's going to ruin my love for chicken nuggets.
1: It's going to ruin your love for chicken nuggets. Everyone make sure you watch
0: cooties. Watch Cooties. It's on Tubi, I believe.
1: Tubi. It's also on, if I remember correctly, Shudder. Um, I'm sure you can find it on Amazon Prime.
0: Any, just just type in Cooties anywhere, and I'm sure eventually you'll find it. But anyway... I feel like the direction this podcast is adding is... This podcast is a direction where basically we can just change the name to Let's Watch a Movie on Tubi! Sure, let's do it. So that said, folks, it's about that time for us to... Get into... About time for us to call it a night and head towards the warm side of the door. So, Nick, if you want to give your your final thoughts, I'm about to go home and light up a Christmas tree and have some hot cocoa and listen to some tunes like this. So,
1: you don't have to go home, but you got to get on that cold side of the door. Because fuck Vic.
0: (laughs) Wait, 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 hold (laughs) on. That is unacceptable, all right? Now... a proper end note here. Let's just say I got a better
1: idea. You don't have to go home, but you gotta grab a snowball and chuck it at Vic's head. Do not be chucking snowballs at man, right? Chuck it at his head, or better yet, pick him up, throw him in a snowbank.
0: For all you folks at home, I leave it to you. Find your warm side of the door and have a Merry Christmas.
1: Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year.
0: Yes, and make sure you leave Santa some double fudge Oreos with almond milk because he's lactose intolerant out here and if if you're santa claus if you're listening don't be leaving nick no mountain dew on the christmas tree because he can't drink it so
1: better yet um most likely santa claus is actually mel gibson with one eye because his other eye got shot out so at the end of the day just don't mess with the fat man
0: don't do it don't mess with the fat man
1: and have a good christmas